This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 309, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, September the 23rd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 309. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from Wednesday, September the 23rd, and I'm your host, Adam Chapman. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, listen to us on Stitcher, and when they finally go up, start posting in our HC Realms thread as well for some talk back. Uh, you can also find me on the marvelmasterworks.com message board, uh, generally... Uh, throwing up questions for what people want to ask upcoming interviewees. Uh, we look at upcoming episodes. Episode 310 coming out later this week will be our conversation with Howard Mackey, which I had a couple, I think, of last week. Uh, following that, on the Saturday, October the 2nd, on October the 9th, we're going to have an episode, uh, at least tentative at this point, should be a conversation with Fabian Nisiesa as he rejoins the show to talk about his uh, more recent works as well as to do a little bit of writer commentary. Uh, then we're going to jump ahead to October 16th, which will be, I guess, episode 314, uh, which should, at least at this t- point, be a conversation with Mike Perkins. I uh, actually already had the conversation. It was great, so hopefully this will be the day it, it uh, launches. It was uh, really enjoyable. We talked about his recent work on Deathlock, his upcoming work in Carnage, as well as some creator-owned stuff, so that's stuff you can look forward to in the next couple of weeks. But, for now, let's jump into today's episode. So we've got 10 comics to talk about that came out this past week. Uh, first up, we have 1872, which for me is kind of like the sleeper hit of uh, Secret Wars. I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's been different. I haven't always expected exactly where it's going to go. The use of Red Wolf, uh, the way that Rogers was used in the first two issues, really interesting and engaging. I love how Natasha's written here. Uh, there's some here. It's interesting in this issue that you know there's kind of some vague comments as to why Hank Pym isn't around, which if you were reading the uh, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies miniseries, you see that version of Hank Pym as well as uh, Janet Van Dyne. So uh, this has been really engaging. Jerry Dugan just writing the crap out of this. Nick Varela, I don't know his art, but he's just doing a great job with this period piece. Um, you know, this version of the Marvel Comics characters in in the Old West, uh, the Ray Red Wolf. The, the violence here is incredible. Seeing what happens to Bullseye is surprising. Um, it's just extremely enjoyable. It goes off, not off the rails, but it's, it goes a little bit more into the Marvel Universe right at the end when you have the appearance of Iron Man. Uh, but up until then, it felt much more, again, like a period piece. Excited to see what's going to ha- happen with this version of uh, Banner. Um, this was a lot of fun. Obviously, you had Red Wolf going up against Fisk, and then you also have uh, Black Widow and uh, the, and Banner trying to do what they can as well. Um, it's going to be really inter- interesting to see what happens to the dam. I'm really excited for the next issue, but it looks like it's going to be the final issue. So this has been an enjoyable and um, engrossing read, uh, really worth picking up. Uh, I'm going to give this a, what a surprise, a solid 8 out of 10. At some point in the next few weeks, I am hoping to get Paul Scores on uh, the show to do a reviews episode with me. And uh, as he said, he, he wanted to bring some variety, so not every book is getting an 8 out of 10. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if that happens. We'll see, Paul. Uh, next up is Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, number four. Um, this was the last issue. I enjoyed it. I, kind of a weird ending just because I, I don't really know what kind of ending that is. Like, this is the end, but is it really the end? Like, it just kind of feels weird in terms of 
Where It Leaves. Uh, it's written by uh, Kelly Sudakonic and Kelly Thompson. It's art by Laura Braga with uh, Paolo Pantelena with uh, colors by Lee Lowridge. Um, it was enjoyable. It was kind of a cool focus on Captain Marvel going up against these specific versions of the Thors, as well as uh, her own squadron going up against them as well. Uh, definitely kind of uplifting and, and intriguing as, uh, as they take off into the sky. But then it just kind of ends, and there's no real ending, and that's kind of the where it kind of loses something for me. I'm going to give it a 7. It was interesting and enjoyable up until the ending. And up until you realize that's the end, but it's not really an end. And it just felt weird. Um, and didn't feel as earned because it just kind of ends. Um, the last, we have a one page where Kelly Sue DeCona kind of says goodbye and thank you for all of her time of writing um, Carol Danvers' adventures. And uh, that was heartfelt and, and enjoyable. Uh, next up, we got uh, Deathstroke. Um, so we got... This is the last kind of chapter in this current arc. It's by uh, Tony S. Daniel. Um, the art remains fantastic. It just looks great. Uh, this issue is written by Daniel and James Bonney. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Why did I think that the artwork in here was by Tony S. Daniel? My bad. I apologize. It would appear that the art, at least on the credits page, is given to Tyler Kirkham. Uh, which is interesting because I guess in some panels I could see that. But a lot of it I thought still was Churchill, so my bad. Maybe I just don't know Churchill as well as I thought I did. Uh, Kirkham, then I would say, does an amazing job on art because I think it's a lot more polished than his art has at times been, uh, at times even restrained. I think it was a great action sequence. The whole, you know, gouging out of Deathstroke's eye, I still don't like how we don't really know why and how he got a younger body, and that still is weird. Now he rips out an eyeball, and it's just kind of like, really? Like... Because he has to kind of go back to his, you know, core concept of, or the core visual concept of the character. Like, that just felt odd. Um, otherwise, I did enjoy the issue. It was it was just a good fight issue. Uh, I've enjoyed this book a lot more than maybe I was originally expecting. At times, it, it, it's kind of like a, a low-substance, high-calorie content in terms of, you know, you're just getting a lot of great action but not always getting a great story behind it. Um, that being said, I still enjoyed it. 7.5 out of 10. Next up is Flash 44. This is a book I've found myself routinely frustrated with. Um, it's written by, uh, let's see, Robert Venditti and Van Jensen. Artwork by Brett Booth. It's only okay at the best. Um, we have Flash going up against this, you know, the, the, the kind of the Zoom squad. I'm going to call them for lack of a better term. Uh, I guess here we see how maybe Wally West will end up getting powers. Um, I, I, I didn't really enjoy this. I found the artwork by Brett Booth is really starting to grade on me. Um, the way that that uh, Barry's you know illustrated, I I just I don't like the look to the costume. I don't like the the eye slits being covered. I don't like the he kind of looks evil half the time. Um, I'm just not really enjoying the art and the story's okay, but it's not much better. Uh, I'm going to give this a 5. I just, I want to enjoy the Flash book again, and it's just not happening. And maybe it's just, that this version of the character is just never going to be something that I'm really enjoying. And maybe I just, just cut my losses and stop reading it. I'm just not ready to do that. I want it to be better, and I'm waiting for it to be better. And I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, next up is uh, an interesting book. This is uh, part of the 50 Years of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it's called Fury Number 1. Uh, it's written by David F. Walker, artwork by Lee Ferguson. Um, 
I enjoyed this. It was kind of a fun little romp. You have um, Nick Fury being transported into the... Sorry, Nick Fury Jr. being transported into the past where he teams up with uh, his father, Nick Fury, long before, I guess, he would have been born. Uh, they team up in the 60s. Um, they're going up against the Hatemonger. Really enjoyable. Um, well, not really enjoyable, but definitely intriguing and enjoyable um, to kind of see this odd team up. I wish we got to see a little bit of current Nick Fury, except for the one shot at the end, which... I still don't understand what they're doing with him or where he is because no one's really cared ever since uh, Original Sin ended and no one really seems to have enjoyed Original Sin that much. Um, I, I dug this. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It was an interesting kind of timey-wimey tale where he can't really tell Nick Fury that he's his son, but so he just goes by Junior. It was, it was interesting. I'm surprised he didn't just say, my name is Marcus Johnson, but I guess... I, don't want to ruin the space kind of time continuum, right? Maybe I'm just not thinking fourth dimensionally enough. Uh, next up is Grayson, number 12. This was just an absolute joy to read. Um, this is written by uh, Tim C. Well, actually, let me check. Uh, it's by Celian King, just like every issue. But uh, the script here is actually by Tom King. It pencils and gray tones by Mikhail Yannan. Uh, then there's Assorted Inks by Mikhail Yannan, Hugo Petrus, and Juan Castro. Uh, the issue looks fantastic. It's Dick Grayson going home, trying to find out what's going on with Bruce. Uh, has a conversation with Bruce, although he pretends to be like kind of an old friend, which I guess he still is. Um, then he gets kind of attacked by Spiral, and he has to he has kind of a, an awesome fight sequence against it. And he's given 24 hours basically to say his goodbyes properly, so he confronts Red Hood, uh, Red Robin, and uh, and Batgirl, uh, and as well as Damien. Love the interactions with him and the family. Very interesting. Uh, seeing what happens, how he's... It, it, it almost gives Dick too much credit as being like, too smart, but at the same time, he's been Batman, even in this universe. So I like how they're able to use that and seeing him kind of put all the pieces together so that he can kind of decode the hypnos and actually be able to figure out who people are. Very cool that he's kind of able to uh, turn the tide um, the only thing that at times didn't work was the shots where you had all the narration and you're not always clear exactly who was supposed to have been talking, but I did love these shots where he kind of confronts people um, and you have all this kind of these message boxes, or not these, um, uh, that dialogue boxes around him. The art remains absolutely gorgeous. Um, I really enjoyed this. This was probably one of the best books I read all week. Uh, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. It was extremely strong, extremely on point. Uh, Grayson remains one of those books that I can't believe is as enjoyable as it is, uh, just because I didn't expect it. Uh, next up is, uh, let's see, Kanan, number six, uh, which Kanan, the last Padawan, I guess, is the full title, although it looks like maybe not. Uh, now it just says Star Wars Kanan, um, so maybe they've kind of dropped the rest of the title. Um, this I really enjoyed. It's book one, epilogue, the last Padawan. Greg Wiseman wrote it with uh, Jacopo Camagne as the artist, um, as we see, it's, it's kind of an interesting story that we're going back to the world where um, the, the kind of the story all began for the Canaan character in his original incarnation. Uh, very enjoyable, uh, great, you know, great, it's just a great book. Um, I'm not always sure exactly what's going to happen, but uh, no, this was fantastic. Uh, and a great kind of cliffhanger as well. Um, this was, remains a very enjoyable, interesting book. I'm going to give it a yeah, 7 out of 10. Uh, next up is Sinestro. This is Sinestro number 15. This is written by a recent guest of the show, Colin Bunn, who uh, 
who uh, was actually on our last episode, episode, uh, I guess, uh, 308. Um, now, this is written by Colin Bunn, artwork by Ethan Van Skyver, kind of under the radar, just kind of returning to, um, you know, uh, a GL, or sorry, a, a story set in the GL universe, uh, or the cosmic universe. Uh, very enjoyable. You get to see a little bit of Lobo, as Lobo's kind of working for Sinestro as they capture Saint Walker. Um, seeing how, you know, Sinestro kind of wants to manipulate Saint Walker into being able to use his abilities. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed this. It was kind of an interesting concept. It, Colin Bunk remains committed to kind of pushing Sinestro into different directions, which, as a reader, really engages me because I'm not really sure what we're going to get next. And uh, I really dig this. It was, a, it was a, an interesting way to go. Excited to see how they use Saint Walker as well. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight. Um, Van Skyver's artwork remains as detailed and creepy as normal, uh, and I mean creepy in the best way. Like his his designs. Uh, really accentuate the inhuman aspects of these characters in a way that I don't think all illustrators are able to kind of put onto the page or express. So I think this is great. Uh, next up is We Are Robin number four. So now that we know the cliffhanger of issue three, that uh, we know who the nest is, then we get this new issue uh, called Role Model. By uh, It's written by Lee Bermeo, and it's uh, penciled by James Harvey. Um, I really dug this. It was very different in terms of its artistic style, was just very intriguing um, seeing Batgirl meet uh, up with one of the Robins was really cool as well uh, I don't want to really give a lot away but this is a really good kind of character building issue I really dug this this is a lot of fun um, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 and next up is Extinction Agenda this is the last book we're going to take a look at uh, this remains just a really enjoyable series um, this is over now, unfortunately, but that's okay. All good things must come to an end. It's written by Mark Guggenheim, artwork by Carmine DJ Domenico, who I absolutely love. Um, it's action pa- uh, action packed, I should say. Uh, well, a lot going on, but it's always clear thanks to DJ Domenico's uh, amazing storytelling. Um, a lot of kind of character switches here, uh, sacrifices. Uh, a very enjoyable and fitting end to this series. I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. Uh, suck it, Paul, wherever you are. Uh, yes, I like to give 8s out of 10s. But a lot of times when I look at the big stack of books I could be reading, I'm going to read ones that, are, for the most part, I've been enjoying more, and that's why we end up with sometimes better reviews uh, or better ratings. Uh, if I had a chance to go through everything, we may not always see that. Uh, speaking of other books that came out but didn't get a chance to read, some of the highlights include uh, Bat- a new issue of Batgirl, uh, new issue of Gotham by Midnight, Harley Quinn and Power Girl, He-Man the Eternity War, Justice League 2001, new issue of Donald Duck. Uh, I do not know how I missed this when I was uh, reading books in preparation for this episode, but Manhattan Project Sunbound on the Stars number three, which I always read first and somehow I forgot. Um, probably because I was reading a lot of things through the, my Marvel app, and uh, obviously this is not in the Marvel app, so that's prob- probably why I missed it. Uh, Deadpool vs. Thanos number two, George Romero's Empire of the Dead Act three number five, one of the most confusing titles ever. Runaways number four, Weird World number four, and Years of Future Past number five. Uh, if we look at some of the highlights that's coming out next week, uh, or really in two days, on the 30th of September, uh, some of the highlights include new issues of Aquaman, also by Colin Bunn, who was on the last episode, episode 308, uh, Batman Annual number four, Batman Arkham Knight Annual number one, uh, the sixth trade paperback of Batman, volume, uh, which is called uh, 
Graveyard Shift. We have the second Grayson Annual, new Green Lantern Annual, uh, Justice League 44 as we continue the uh, Dark Side War storyline. There's a new Suicide Squad Annual, a new issue of Sandman Overture, as well as Superman 44 and Wonder Woman 77 Special Number 2. Uh, over at IDW, we have a new issue of Transformers, Transformers uh, More Than Meets the Eye, as well as Uncle Scrooge number 6. Uh, then at, uh, let's see, Image, there's a new issue of Savage Dragon, a uh, new issue of uh, Spawn, episode, uh, issue 256, holy crap, that's a lot of issues of, of Spawn. Um, over at Marvel, we've got the Cavalry Shield 50th Anniversary, that's more for people who like the TV show, I would imagine. E is for Extinction number 4. Ghost Rider, sorry, Ghost Racers, number four. Greenberg the Vampire, which I still don't know what this is, but I've heard about it before. Shape Paperback, like I've heard the name, but I don't really know what it is. Uh, Captain America White, number two, comes out. Two issues in one month. Uh, Invincible Iron Man Wid- Window Clings. Uh, that's not a comic, that's just merchandise. I shouldn't have even mentioned that. Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Collection, Trade Paperback, Volume 2. Modoc Assassin, number five. Old Man Logan, that's a bunch of trade, uh, sorry, second printings. Um, we have uh, Secret Wars, Secret Love, number one. Well, that's the second printing as well. New issue of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's number 10. S.H.I.E.L.D. by Stanley and Jack Kirby Complete Collection, as well as X-Men 92, number four. That's the uh, print collection of the Digital First book. Uh, so that is what's coming out this coming week. Still no Secret Wars. Come on, everybody. Uh, we really want to read more of that. Anyways, thank you for joining me for this episode, for episode 309. And uh, we will catch you next time. I have been your host, Adam Chapman. And we'll catch you for episode 310, our conversation with Howard Mackey, creator of the Danny Ketch version of Ghost Rider, as well as prolific writer of the Spider-Man comics in the 1990s. Thank you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>